Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Amen. Come on, give the Lord one more praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat this morning. Amen. This afternoon already. We'll get you out of here soon. Uh, I just want to bring this as a point real quickly. Uh, we have these out on the on the, our table. Amen. On our visiting table. This is from Pastor uh, Billy Hall. It's a, a daily reading of the scriptures. So if you want to get into the place of a new year, I want to read the whole Bible in a year. This gives you guidelines. It tells you what chapters to read. It tells you how to read it, amen. And by the end of the year, you'll read the whole Bible, amen. But it gives you some study there. And so those are available and free for you guys to take. And so if we run out, I have more. And so uh, they're, like I said, on the, on the table in front as you walk in and also in our information table there. And so go ahead and take one of those if, uh, if you're being challenged to say, you know what, I want to read the whole Bible in the year. Maybe you've never done that before. Uh, what a great time to do that than in the new year. Amen. Now, uh, you've got a few days to catch up, but you guys can do that. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to see everyone here. Amen. As we come to celebrate, amen, and start this new year. Amen. I don't know about you, but I love the smell of new. How about you? Hallelujah. Come on. There's something about new. There's something about a, a, the fresh start. It's, it, it's, it's, it's cool. I don't know about you, but I like the, uh, uh, the fresh cut of, a, of grass in the morning, amen, and just the, the smell of the newness of grass that comes up, or, or maybe the new car, hallelujah. They even sell scent, says new car. You can put it in your old car to make it smell new again, amen. And so there, there's something about new and the smell of new, amen, and, and for new, it means new beginnings. It means a, a start over, hallelujah, a clean slate. It's a new year. Tell your, tell your neighbor, look at your neighbor and say, it's a new year. Get happy. <laughs> Come on, somebody get happy. You guys are still sad. Some of you guys carry 2020 with you, amen. Leave that behind you, amen. This is a new year and a fresh start, amen. And, and so whatever has happened in the past, give it to God, but start with a new year, with a new new uh, mentality, a new, new way of thinking, a new way of looking at things. You know, the Lord gave my, my wife a revelation last week, amen, as we were leading worship and praying of 2020, of having 2020 vision. It's kind of something that you're seeing all over the place now. They're using this, amen, and so I think it's something that's being dropped in the spirit of everywhere that God wants to have us to have clarity. Come on, somebody. Come on, he wants to let us see things right and not things blurred, amen, but, but have the clarity of, of his word, uh, the clarity of things that we're seeing ahead of us, amen, to, to, to look at things in a different lens. Come on, some of your lenses, amen, I mean, some of them are just dirty. You ever see people that just have glasses and they don't clean them? They got the smudges and all this stuff. I said, how can you look through those lenses, amen? But you know what? That's how, that's how we are in our walk with Christ, amen. We don't seem to clean to get the clear uh, vision of what we need to see, and God wants to bring clarity in our lives, amen. And so uh, uh, with that 2020, it brings perfect vision for 2020, for this new year that we're in. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it says this, and I want to use a couple of these scriptures here to help us out uh, this, this afternoon, but it says, no eye, somebody say no eye, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has 
has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it is to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches everything and shows us God's deep secrets. So it says it's the spirit of God that gives us vision, church. Uh, this 2020 vision that I want to talk about today, amen. Uh, if you want perfect 2020 vision, then we're going to need more of his spirit. Come on, somebody. We need some more Holy Ghost, more Holy Ghost spirit, amen. The Holy Spirit needs to be inside of us, amen, as we go into 2020. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says this, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. Come on. The things that you're facing right now are temporary. Come on. The, the situation that you're going through right now is temporary. Come on, the bad report that you got is temporary. Come on, uh, whatever's hitting your life right now is temporary. Tell your neighbor, it's only temporary. But it says, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Come on, somebody. The New Living Translation puts it like this. So we don't look at troubles, uh, so we don't look at troubles the way we see now. Rather, Fix our, our glaze on things that cannot be seen, for the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things that we cannot see will last forever. I'm, I'm telling you today that don't, don't look through your carnal eyes. Come on, you got to look through your spiritual eyes. Come on, listen, troubles. You ever been, troubles ever hit your life? Come on. Troubles, amen, takes away your vision. Come on, somebody. Come on. Troubles take away vision. Uh, and some of you have been hit with troubles in 2019 that has caused a blur in your walk. So that your focus is on the things that are happening around your life and it has taken away the vision that the Spirit gives. If you're focused on the things that are seen, those things that are temporary, and you lost your vision, you lost vision on the unseen. The unseen is the eternal. The unseen is the hope. The unseen is the faith that we have in God. Come on, when you're not looking at faith no more, or you're not, you, you, you walk around that there's no sense of hope in your life, then you lost vision. You allow the troubles to slap you in the face and cause a blur in your life. Tell your neighbor, you need a new prescription for 2020. Come on. Some of you guys need to change your prescription. Some of you guys don't want to do, you don't want to pay to go to the doctor. You want to pay. No, I don't want to go. I got to pay. I don't want to buy new glasses. These are okay. We, we, don't, we don't want to... We don't want to give these things, amen, but you got to get a new prescription. you got to get some new ideas. you got to have a new set of thoughts in there. you got to have a new mindset as we go into 2020. As you guys know, that's the title of my message, 2020 Vision. Tell somebody it's time to refocus. Come on, it's time to refocus. It's amazing when you start to focus on things. See, I need glasses. I can see you guys here, but when it comes to reading or things up close, 
I'll make mistakes if I don't have my glasses on. And, and, and in my job, amen, there, there's, there's, uh, there's things that I have to write down. And so if somebody wants something, as you guys know, I'm, I'm in sales, and they want a certain appliance. And, and the numbers are so small, but I, I fight it off like I know what I'm seeing. I don't want to get the glasses out. I don't want to carry glasses. So I'm kind of just kind of just figuring out. And there's times where I have made the mistake where an eight is really a three. Come on, somebody. Come on. It's just simple things like that. It looks like eight. And then you got to like kind of squint at it. And it goes, oh, yeah, it's an eight. <laughs> but then I got smarter. And I got my iPhone. And so now I can take a picture. And now I can blow it up. <laughs> And now I don't make mistakes no more. Hallelujah. I get the number with clarity. See, that's what vision does. Amen. It, it, brings, it brings a focus. Amen. Uh, sometimes we think uh, someone's going through a bad thing, and we, we think like, you know what, they're, they're, they're this and they're that, and, and you really don't have your glasses on. They're just going through some troubles. Hello? And what you're doing, amen, we're, we're, we're causing the vision. We're causing stories that really are not there. Hallelujah. Come on, and we're not really focusing on, on, on each other as brothers and sisters, and we're here to help each other and not just assume that they're in sin or going through things, but to say, man, they're going through a situation. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about vision today. So let's get our vision back, church. But what is vision? The definition of vision is this. In, in, the, in the Webster's Dictionary, it says the vision is the ability to see Sight or eyesight, something that you imagine, a picture that you see in your mind, something that you see or dream, especially as part of a religious or supernatural experience. Amen? What does the Bible say about vision? Well, Proverbs 29.18 says this in the King James Version, where there is no vision, the people perish. The New Living Translation says this, where people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. The Message Bible puts it like this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. And the Amplify says, where there is no vision, no revelation of God in His Word, the people are unrestrained. Church, if, if we don't have God's Word inside of us, if we don't have uh, no revelation of His Word, if we don't have the Spirit of God inside of us, the Holy Ghost inside of us, we will die. This church will die. Come on, somebody. But the question is, who wants to die here? Come on. How many want to live? Come on. Even sometimes we would think, oh, you know what, I just want to go home. You know? It'd be, you know, we, we want to we see Jesus. I, I want to see Jesus, but you know what? I, I can delay that a little bit. Come on, I still I want to see my, my kids grow up. I, I still want to see things here, amen. Come on. I know that there's a better place for us, uh, that God has prepared for us, amen. And, and that is a promise to us. Uh, that is our blessed hope. But you know what? If we can be really honest, we still want to keep on living right here, right? Come on, somebody. So no one wants to die. So we need God's 2020 vision. We need vision for our personal lives, a vision as a church, amen, a vision as a fellowship, amen, a vision to win, build, serve, 
and sin, which is our model here, amen. Uh, come on, we need a vision for that, you know. How are we going to build, amen? How are we going to win? When it comes through evangelism. Come on, we, we've got to get back to evangelizing, inviting, hitting the streets, passing out, giving somebody a flyer, amen. We prayed about that this morning on our war room prayer. We've got to build each other through discipleship. We have to serve in the local church. And then we've got to send out and do what we need to do for the kingdom of God, for those desires and things that were within the church and outside the church. Because when we have vision, when we have this 2020 vision that I'm talking about, God's vision, when you have the God's word inside of you, uh, when you have the redemptive revelation of God, in other words, when you can relate to God's word and we have his spirit, Proverbs 29, 18 goes on to say this, whoever obeys the law is joyful. Come on, another translation, whoever keeps the law, happy is he. Another translation says, he is blessed. The Amplify says happy and blessed. So when we have vision, church, when you have 2020 vision, you are joyful, you are happy, and you are blessed. Hallelujah. Come on, how many want vision now? Come on, hallelujah. Come on, I, I don't know about you, but how many can use a little joy in your life? Come on, how many can be a, a little more happier, amen? How many? Come on, how many want to be blessed and not stressed? Come on, full of joy. You need to trade your sadness for gladness, amen? Come on, trade it for the joy of the Lord, amen? Some of us, amen, we, we're walking in and we still have a mindset, or, or at least in the faces I see, that you're still walking in 2019. Come on, we should be happy. We should be excited. We're in the house of God. This is a new year. Man, this is a new year. It's, a good, it's another start over. Amen. Come on. Uh, it's time to get our act together. It's time to say, think different. It's time to say, you know what, God? I want all that you have for me. I need your word. Amen. Uh, and when you do, you're joyful, you're happy, and you're blessed. I don't, think, I don't know about you, but that's a great trade-off right there. You obey the law, you trust in God, and he brings you joy. He brings you happiness. He, he blesses you. Come on, somebody. We, we, I, we all need that today. Come on. Stop worrying. How you never stop worrying? Come on, I know there are some concerns in our lives, and I'm saying not to ignore them. But don't worry about them. Trust God. Trust God. And, you know, our banner is to be still and know that he is God. And God's still telling you, you know, you're, you're still not trusting because being still is being faithful. Being still is trusting God. Amen. And so we got to come to a place in our walk. Amen. We're either going to carry the same woes of the years from the past or you're going to change your attitude and put something new and say, God, I'm going to have your word inside of me. I'm going to have more of the Holy Ghost inside of me because when I do, I'm joyful, I'm happy, and I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Come on. This is. Am I talking to anybody here? Seems like I'm preaching to myself. Hallelujah. So that's, that's a place to say, amen. That's a place to say, preach it. That's a place to say, that's for me. Yeah, you're still. It 
See, sometimes you have been slapped by so many things in the past that the devil has taken the blur and the vision from your life. He has ripped you off. He is a great, he is a great thief, church. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the thing is, you're sitting in that, and you're believing that, and you're, and you're staying, you're sitting here believing this is the new year, but you're not really believing it. Come on, somebody. You got to accept this. You got you to understand that God has greater things for you, that when you do these things, you are joyful, you are blessed, you are happy. So we need vision, church, in our lives. But how do we reestablish this 2020 vision? Of course, as I said, we need more of his word. Come on, if you're not reading this, you're not growing. You're not living, church. That's why I told you about this, amen. Uh, if you want to know the Bible and read the Bible in a year, then these are guidelines, and we're here to help you, and we're here to instruct you, but we can't do it for you. Come on, I, I don't know how we can get spiritually strong, amen, if we're working out once, once a, a week, amen, on Sunday, and thinking that you can get buffed out. Hallelujah. Come on, you can't get buffed out, amen, going to the gym once a week, amen. It has to be a continuous thing. It has to be, a, a, your mind has to be focused. It has to be, you have to be dedicated, amen. Say, God, I, I want to exercise spiritually. I want to get bigger. I want to buff out for you, God. You have to do this daily. So we need more of this word, church. We need more of his spirit. Come on, Holy Ghost, fill me up. We need the Holy Ghost to come. He's your friend. He's your comforter. He says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'll send you a friend. I'll send you someone that will help you and guide you when you can call out and no one's answering the phone. No one's talking you back on Facebook. God is always there, church. You got to build that relationship in the spirit by reading, by seeking, by praying, and getting a hold of this three-day fast. Man, we say fast, man, and it thinks like it's a bad word. We think it's some kind of F word that we're saying, amen, hallelujah. The bad, it's not, this is a good word, amen, fasting. Come on, I challenge you, uh, if you have not fasted before, get, get into this fast and seek God and watch, watch what God does. We're going to be open here on Monday night for prayer for an hour, Tuesday night for prayer for an hour to come together, amen, and make sure everybody's doing okay, and then we end on Wednesday night, amen. Uh, come on, closing, praying, fasting together as a church, amen. Uh, I want to encourage you. Uh, I want to pray for you, amen. I want to pray blessings over you. Uh, I want God to, yeah, I want you to have the best of God of 2020 this year for you. Uh, I want to see some things inside your life and say, God, uh, while I started, I'm going to be different by the end of this year. Do you believe? Listen, anytime you stop doing any of these things, you lose vision. And when troubles come, church, and they will come, they will take you down. If you're not prayed up, read up, fast up, all these things, church, these are things to equip you, to bring some joy inside of you. To bring a smile on your face, amen. Take away that frown, amen. Take away that unhappiness. Take away that doubt. Take away all these things and say, God, I want the Spirit of the Lord because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? There's freedom. Freedom to cast your cares aside. Freedom to say, you know what? I'm just going to trust God, amen. Freedom to say, you know what? I don't care what the world says. I don't care what family says. I'm just going to love God. 
But in order to keep this established in us, understand that vision, this 2020 vision that I'm speaking about, has to be spoken. Vision has to be declared. Vision has to be announced. So you have to speak it. You have to declare it. And you have to announce it if you want perfect 2020 vision in 2020. Come on, you have to put on your spiritual glasses. Told you I wear glasses. Come on, you can't, you can't, you can't start to see the world with your carnal eyes. Amen. With that, you cannot see the eternal. Amen. Unless you have your glasses on. See, no one wants to wear glasses. They want the surgery instead. Come on. Come on, they, 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 they want to fix one for, for all, amen. Though it may be good physically, but it's not, you have to work at it spiritually. Come on, we want one prayer, amen. We want one, one three-day fast and no troubles and everything gone, amen. We don't want to work at it. We don't want to, we don't want to seek it, amen. We just want a quick fix. We don't want to put on our glasses. We don't want to study and read. We want the surgery to be done and, and live happily ever after. Come on, this isn't a fairy tale. This is life, church. The Bible says, he even says, in this world, you're going to face troubles, persecution, all kinds of, you're going to get dirt thrown at your face. But he says, what, be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, it's only with Christ, church. It's when, when you have the 2020 vision, when those things are coming at you and everything's hitting your life, amen, you're still able to see the eternal. You're not focused on what you're seeing right now, but God, you're going to do something right now. This is hitting my life right now. I'm going through this right now, but God, I see the future, God. You are faithful, God. No, Father, there is victory on the other side, God. There's breakthrough on the other side, God. I'm going to hang on to you. I'm going to hold on to my spiritual glasses, God, because I know that the things are eternal. You told me not, not to focus on these things because they're only temporary. But your word, church, your word, God, is eternal. You see, vision has to be spoken over and over. That's looking out. That's looking out with the internal eyes, church. It has to be repeated over and over in order for 2020 vision to become perfect vision for your life. You cannot be an overcomer until you speak it, until you declare it, amen, until you announce it over and over. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb, amen. You got to say it, even though you may not feel it, you got to speak it. See, eternal church. You can't be more than a conqueror until you speak it, uh, until you declare it, uh, until you announce it over and over. I'm an overcomer through Christ Jesus. I'm an overcomer. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. You got you to announce it. You got to tell the devil that even though you, you may see right now that, man, I'm not an overcomer. Man, my life sucks right now. Things are hitting my life. All this is going on. But you got to look beyond that and say, you know what? I am an overcomer. Amen. Come on. I'm victorious in Christ. Amen. Come on. Tell the world and show them your faith. You got to see with your spiritual glasses. If you want to see the eternal church, you got to see yourself as the overcomer. You got to see yourself as the conqueror. And when you start to see yourself in the eternal, hope starts rising up in your spirit. Hope for your situation, hope for your marriage, hope for your finances, hope that this is going to be a better year than last year. 
But you need passion for vision to come. When you have passion, then you start to see 2020 vision. Passion means a longing, a yearning, hungry, thirsty. Come on, is anybody hungry in this place? Come on, anyone thirsty in this place? Come on, it has to be in your spirit. God, I'm hungry for you this year. I need to, I need more of your appetite for you, God. Uh, instead of eating junk food, uh, I need some more spiritual food. Come on, I need, I need more of God in my life, amen. I need to be thirsty. I need, I, there's a longing in my spirit that I want to know God. I, I want to know that he is God. That's what it's going to take, church, for vision to come. Isaiah 43, 19 says, for I'm about to do something new. And see that it, I've already begun. Do you not see it? Come on, in other words, amen, Isaiah here is telling the children of Israel, do you have 2020 vision? Uh, come on, uh, do you see it in the spirit? Come on, in the carnal, uh, in the things, if you're facing the things that are surrounding you, you don't look good, uh, but you're going to have to look. He says, I'm bringing something, I'm doing something new. It's a new year, church. And with a new, God always does something new. Speaking of vision, one time would not be enough, church. It has to be spoken over and over. It has to be declared over and over. It has to be announced over and over. And when you do have 2020 vision, when that does come, church, it brings the joy, the happiness, and the blessings. Come on, somebody. Somebody say joy. Somebody say happy. Somebody say bless me. Come on, that's when these things come to our lives. But vision also needs to be refocused. That's why there's a banner in our church every all year long. I mean, it's there to remind you. It's there to, to that you bring a focus that you, you walk in, and you may have been walking in through a, a trial or a storm or, or maybe had a hard time in a, in a, with your children or marriage or whatever it is, and as you walk into this church, oh, yeah, i got to be still. i got to know that he's God. It's to bring a focus back into your life. Amen. To remind you that he's there with us, amen. Uh, so as we go through 2020, uh, throughout our walk with God, vision needs to be refocused. Come on, you, sometimes we need a new prescription. Come on, the world is just throwing all kinds of things, amen. And you're trying to put the old glasses on and, and you still can't see. Sometimes you got to go thicker, hallelujah. Come on, we, we don't want to go thicker because it don't look cool, hallelujah. We, we kind of look you know, kind of weird or whatever it is, amen. But some of us, amen, we got we got We don't care what the world says. I, you can't have the mentality of what they're talking about. Say, you know what? I'm putting on my glasses for Jesus. I, I got to get a better prescription, amen. Even though I have to work at it and get a little better, I want to see clarity. I want to see clear. I need some clarity in my life. Because I can tell you right now, things are going to happen. I can prophesy right now. Things are going to happen. It's going to happen, church. Circumstances rise up, amen. We get hit with problems. Trials come our way. Troubles come knocking at our door, amen. And sometimes life just slaps you in the face. You ever been slapped in the face with life out of nowhere? Everything's like going good, amen. Your marriage is rocking, amen. There's money in the bank. And also, boom, a slap out of nowhere. Where you're thinking, where did that come from? But it, but 
as you get slapped, there's a the vision gets lost now. You you any you ever been anywhere here a boxer? There you go. If you ever got hit, if you're either boxing or you were in a fight and got hit really hard, you ever got blurred? <laughs> there's a let me prove it to somebody. Bring somebody up here. I don't want to slap you. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Volunteers that get slapped. That's awesome. <laughs> But sometimes you can get slapped out of nowhere. If you've ever been hit really hard, it, it causes a blur. You cannot see. That's why you see boxers. They're, they're, they lost the vision. They, 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 they don't even know where the opponent's at. Amen. They're kind of lost in their way. That's why they tell them to count. They, they show fingers, and they're like, they're trying to grab a hold of what's in front of them. And they say, no, you cannot go no more. You lost vision. You're going to get destroyed. The enemy will take you out. And when we, we understand that we got to refocus at that time. You know, you're, you're trying to survive and try to make it to the, when the bell rings that you can get that rest, that, that one minute rest to get your vision back. And there's times in our lives that we get hit and the enemy comes and hits us, amen. And God said, you need to refocus here, son. You're going, you love me, yes, but you got hit right now. You need to get back into the word of God. You stop reading, you stop praying, you stop doing the things that you ought to do, amen. You lost some vision, you just got slapped. Get a hold of me. Get a hold of me. Get back on your knees. Get your vision back. You're not seeing clearly. So when we're going through that trial, that battle, that storm in our life, when, when these things hit our lives, at times we can lose vision, church. And with the lost vision, it causes confusion. It causes doubt, loss of faith. It brings on fear, brings headaches. You ever had just headaches just because of problems, you're overthinking things? People get sick when they're worrying too much. When you're worrying too much, that's why the Bible says don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And I'll bring a peace that surpasses your understanding. Those are the moments. That's when you lost vision there. When worry starts to settle in, you lost vision. Because you're not trusting in God no more. And I'm not saying that you don't have to, uh, you're not concerned about the situation. But God says, you know what, get a hold of me. Get a hold of me, start praying, and I'll take worry away, and I'll give you clear vision or clear understanding or some clarity for your situation. We had a testimony, amen, uh, by our brother, amen. He testified on New Year's Eve, amen, and, and he, he, he got some vision, right? He's going to something a little confusing, amen, wondering what, what's going to happen. He's already overthinking things, and he started to just trust God. And God showed up, right? God will still show up and continue to show up. Feels good because when we go like that, we're going to lose it. We're going to say something we're not supposed to say. We're going to do something we're not supposed to do. Come on, somebody. Something's going to happen, amen, when we don't have the quite, quite vision. God said, you got to refocus here. Get a hold of it. You're, you're going in there blindsided. You're going in there not knowing. You're going to go in there with your carnal understanding, and you need to get a hold of me. You need to refocus your vision. Come on, the list can go on and on of what, how we lose vision. Uh, but when that is lost, church, it pushes away your joy. It pushes away your happiness. It, it takes away your blessings. 
There have been times in my walk as a pastor when things have hit my life or hit our church. Amen. And, and, and if I can be real, I've lost vision at times as a pastor. Thinking, forget this. These are your people. Oh, man, I understand Moses now. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Now, now this, ain't, this ain't my church. These are your people. Hallelujah. I understand that when things hit my life and things just hit, I, I lost vision. I remember one season I was in, I just wanted to run. You ever felt like just running? Just getting in your car and just <laughs> taking off, man. Put that window down, jam. This, there was a season I felt all alone. You felt all alone at times? Man, I felt no one understands. No one knows what I'm going through. You feel like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, amen. But it's at that moment in time, amen, when we start to refocus, amen, that God's grace comes through, amen, and he carries us through. His rod and staff come, and they comfort us through those situations. And then we're reminded that, man, I need to get my vision refocused. I got to see where I'm going because I, I lost I lost it. I lost it. Man, we were going and we got hit and all of a sudden you're just blurred and you're like, whoa, everyone's your enemy. You see, when you're going through a season and going through a battle or going through a storm or situation, am I talking to anybody in this place, amen? When you're going through these things, you kind of feel sidelined. Come on, you kind of feel like you're in a rut. Come on, you're here, but you don't, you're not here. Am I talking to anybody? Come on, you're kind of just going through the motions. Amen. You feel out of place. You walk into church feeling weird that everyone's looking at you. You ever felt like that? Like, man, I, I don't feel part. They didn't say hi to me. I don't what, do I smell. You, you kind of just feel out of place when you're going through stuff and things are here. Sometimes you feel like I'm not part of. Hallelujah. We're going to pray against those voices right now. You kind of feel that you're not in the game no more, man. You're, you're part of the Prince Chapel game, amen. You're part of the, bo the body of Christ. You're part of doing something. And you walk in after being sidelined for a while. You, get, you let a situation hit you for a while. And all of a sudden you come back and you kind of just feel out of place. Amen? Come on, as when you stop missing, uh, you start missing a few services, you start to come back, or you start to get a comeback, you say, man, I got me. But you come in, and, and the devil starts lying to you. They don't like you no more. Or they're going to think, where have you been? And all these things, amen, we kind of feel, man, out of place. Like some of us here, you're here, but you're not here. You're already, you're already at the restaurant eating right now. Amen. I lost some of you guys already. There was a man in the book of Mark chapter 10. And he was going through a situation. He felt out of place. He felt not part of. He felt sidelined. In Mark chapter 10, verse 46 and 47, it says this. Then they reached Jericho, and, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A, blag, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that Bartimaeus started to shout, but then the crowd tried to silence him. Come on, the world tried to silence him. Uh, the haters 
try to silence him. The enemy tried to silence him. Even Saul tried to silence him. But this time, this time was different. This day was different. Instead of listening to the crowd, listening to the world, listening to his old friends, he started to shout louder. And as he started to shout louder, amen, it got Jesus' attention. Jesus stops and he calls Bartimaeus to come forward. In Mark chapter 10, 49 to 51, it says this. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. Somebody say he stopped. And he said, tell him to come here. And so they called the blind man and said, cheer up. He says, come on, he's calling you. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. Look at his answer. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. Church, what do you want Jesus to do for you in 2020? Listen, when you shout his name, he'll call you. He'll call you over. He'll ask you, what do you need? But you got to be specific. You know, we come and say, can you just pray for me? Can you pray for this? You got to be specific. See, Barnabas was specific. He didn't say, well, can you just pray for me? I just had a hard life, a hard time. Can you just pray blessings over me? No, no, no. He said, I want to see you. What do you want Jesus to do for you in 2020? See, if you shout to him, you call God, I want you to do this in my life. Or God, I need this in my life. Or God, I, I want you to bless my marriage. God, I, I want you to make me a better husband, God. I, I want to be a better father. I want, whatever it is, God, I need this in my life. God, I need a better job, God. I, I need a be better hours, God. I want to make it to church, God. I, whatever it is, got to be specific with God. And he'll show up. Bartimaeus tells Jesus, I want to see. But if you look at it in the original language, Bartimaeus says, I want my vision back. Meaning at one time, church, he was able to see. He had 20-20 vision, but he lost this vision along the way. He lost his vision through the course of life, amen, and he accepted it. This is the way life is. He accepted the blindness in his life till this day. He says, no, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I want to see where I'm going. I'm done. I, I don't want to keep going to, to another year. I don't want another repeat of a bad year. I don't want, he goes, I'm done this year. He lost vision. And he says, this day is different. He hears about Jesus. He hears about the miracle maker, the way maker. He heard about the, the one that raises the dead. He says, today is my day. To my, this is going to be my year. I want my vision back. I want my 2020 vision back, God. I, I want to see where I'm going. See, I've seen many people settle for sitting on the sidelines. Uh, sidelines. I've seen many Christians uh, settle where they're at and accepted the situation and settled how life is at their life right now uh, because of difficult situations that hit them. And they lost their vision. Come on. If you were excited at one time for the Lord, serving God, doing things, and you're not doing it anymore, you lost vision. What you need to tell Jesus, I want my vision back. God, I want my vision back for 2020. God, I need to get back into the game. I need to get back into the things I used to do, God. 
Listen, church, when you are sidelined, when you start to feel like this, you become defined, listen, by your problem instead of your potential. Did you hear that? You get defined by your problem instead of your potential. Listen, you were not saved. Jesus did not die on that cross for you to sit on the sidelines. You were saved to be in the game, church. Come on. Uh, come on. There's a lot of Christian uh, disciples that have chosen uh, to be out of the game. They're not serving no more. They're not giving no more. They're not involved anymore. They don't even bother to come to service at times thinking, what for? Come on. Let's be honest. You see, when you're on the sidelines, when you lose your vision, several things happen. First, you're out of the game. And all you're doing is just watching. You're not a participator. You become a spectator. In other words, you just come to church and you're not involved. You're, you're, you're not looking for any change. You're not looking that God's going to do anything in your life. You just come uh, for whatever reason. You don't want to go to hell or whatever it is. Amen. You just come and, and you just say, man, uh, this is it. Nothing's going to change. My husband's not changing. My wife's not changing. My son's not changing. I'm just here. You're not involved. You stop all these things. And you don't give. You just say, you know what? What for? See, the problem with sitting on the sidelines is this. You were created to walk with God. Not to sit on the sidelines and watch your life pass you by. Listen, you'll never be satisfied sitting on the sidelines or sitting on the side of the road. You'll end up getting frustrated. Come on, you think you can just sit there and not do nothing for God? You're going to end up frustrated. You're not going to be happy, amen. You, if you just sit here and do nothing for God, amen, you don't do anything, you just think you can just come, you will end up frustrated. You won't stay here long, church. Or you'll be unhappy here. And then you'll blame the pastor. <laughs> and it's not me, church. It's you. It's you. Because the first things I'll say to anyone that's going through situations, have you, are you praying? Are you reading your word? Are you are you participating? Are you involved? And most of the answers is no, 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 or sometimes. And then the problem is you. Why things are hitting your life? Because you're not being involved. You're not doing the things that you ought to do. Because when you do, when you obey the law, the Bible says that you're joyful, you're happy, and you're blessed. When those things are lacking in your life, you're not doing anything. You got to get back to that to the things. I can't sit down and counsel your marriage if you're not willing to do what you need to do. I'll sit one time with a person, and if they're going to do I said, this is what you got to do. Next time we meet, did you do this? I said, all right, see you later. Come back and see me when you're doing the first things I told you. Otherwise, you're wasting my time. Come on. I'm here to serve. I'm here to give, but you gotta, you got to do what you need to do. I can't work it for you. I can't go talk to your wife for you, husband. I can't, I can't go, go tell your kids what they need to be done. Father and mother, those are things that you ought to do. Those are things that I'm telling you what you need to do. And you need wisdom, pray. God will give you wisdom. If you need more wisdom, read his word. Clarity will come in the word of God, church. Everything from parenting, from marriages, whatever you want is in the word of God. But, but no one wants to open this. Well, I can't really see it. It's too hard. No one wants to put their glasses on. Oh, there it is. Yeah, now I understand. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's things that we ought to do, church. If you want change, God will meet you. But you got to meet Him. 
You draw to him, the Bible says what? He'll draw to you. There are steps that we need to take if we want the blessings of God, if we want all the, that God offers us is to do the things we need to do because sitting on the sidelines thinking something's going to happen out there and not do all the other stuff, you're going to end up frustrated. You end up frustrated and you'll walk out talking smack about me. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take it for the church, me. And there's circumstances, church, that are going through, but if you don't say nothing, we can't help either. Right? Well, you're the pastor. You're supposed to know. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know everything. I'm not God. I can sense some things sometimes. There's some gifts that God has given me, but there's certain things I, I don't know that, that he doesn't show me unless you tell me. And if you do, then okay. Let's, let's, let's get this done. Let's, let's help this out. Let's, what can we do for you? How can we help you to get through this? And let's get, let's get on the other side of this. Amen? Second, you become dependent on the voices that surround you. These are the voices that will direct you. They are voices from the devil, the world, or self. And when these voices are leading you, they will confuse you, giving you no sense of direction. Within minutes, church, the voices that surrounded Bartimaeus telling him to be quiet. He doesn't hear you. He got no time for you. But then the voices came from the crowd that encouraged him. These are the voices that God wants you to hear. God wants you to hear his voices. God wants you to hear the voices of the family that you belong to, this church that you belong to. Those are the voices because there's a lot of voices out there, but then all of a sudden there's that voice of encouragement. You can make it. You got this. I'm praying for you. Come on, Jesus is calling you. Hit the altar. Come on, I'll hit it with you. I'll fast for you. We'll fast together. Voices that encourage you. Third, like Barnabas, like I said before, you become defined by your problem instead of your potential. He was defined by his problem, church. They didn't just call him Barnabas. They called him blind Barnabas. Right? Come on, are you defined by your problem today? Can't get it together, Joe? Loser Larry? Oh, there's no Larrys here. Depressed Susan? Messed up Marvin? Debbie Downer? Dumb Darren? See, not only was he defined as blind by uh, by Amen, uh, but he was take, he taken the lower position, became a beggar. Church, we didn't realize the potential that we have until Jesus came into our life. Come on, we didn't realize that we're more than conquerors. We didn't realize that there's hope in Christ. We didn't realize that there's forgiveness in Jesus. We didn't realize that there's joy, love, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Till Jesus came into our life, church. He came into the picture to set the captive free. He came to set the oppressed free and restore sight, vision to the blind. Jesus comes and gives us 2020 vision, church. I'm so thankful that we serve a risen God. And the good news is that vision doesn't have to be permanent. God can restore what discouragement has taken away, church. God can give you 2020 vision back in 2020. 
The answer is to call out. Someone here needs to shout. I said, someone here needs to shout. Someone need, here needs to call out to God. Amen. Uh, someone here say, has to be sick and tired of the year past. They say, God, I want something different. Someone needs to shout, Jesus, uh, I want my sight back. Uh, Jesus, uh, I want to do something. Jesus, uh, I want to overcome this struggle in my life. Jesus, uh, I need you. I want my sight back, John. God, I was so happy when I had sight. I was so joyful when I knew where I was going. God, I was so blessed when I was involved in the things of God at church. God, I was so happy. I didn't feel out of place. I, I didn't feel sidelined. I, I didn't feel in the run. Even when I was going through things, God, uh, you always showed up. You always brought a praying spirit inside of me. God, when troubles hit, Lord, I, I knew how to get on my knees and cry out to you instead of crying out to the world. God, I was so happy when I was in you. I was so happy when I put my glasses back on. And I don't care what the world said. I don't care if they call me Holy Roller. I don't care if they call me the Christian boy. I don't care what they said. I got Jesus. And I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going now, church. Come on, hallelujah. I know where I'm going. Someone here needs to shout. Someone needs to tell God what you need. Jesus is saying, what do you want me to do for you? Come on, we're here to church, amen, not just to come, right? Uh, hopefully you're coming here and say, God, I want something different in this new year. And he's asking you today, what do you want from me, son? What do you want from me, daughter? And I'm telling you, if you shout it out, He'll give it to you. He'll give you vision. He'll give you joy. And when you got vision, joy, guys, here comes joy. Woo! Man, I haven't been happy. Woo! Man. It's like, whoa, hallelujah. Man, happiness comes. Oh, you're smiling now. <laughs> There's the teeth, amen. Hallelujah. I thought you didn't have any. Hallelujah. Then blessings come. Come on, hallelujah. Feels good to walk in the blessings of God, in the favor of God. See what vision does, church? It changes the whole atmosphere of your outlook. Jesus asked Bartimaeus. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't call him by his problem. He simply said, what do you want me to do for you, son? He didn't say, what do you want, loser? Huh? What do you want, backslider? Well, now you want me now? You see the father's love. It's like you see in the lost, the prodigal son that came home. Mom, when the prodigal son came home, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't put him down. He said, "Oh no, what, you want more money? Huh? You ran out of money. You spend your money, dummy." He says, "No." He embraced him, hugged him, came with a speech for his father, and his father didn't even hear the speech because the son came back home. Right away, take those things off of him. Put this robe, put the shoes, the sandals, kill the fatted calf, put the ring of the family back on his finger. He brings joy. Celebration came right there. Joy right there. Hallelujah. God and Salah, praise the Lord. Let's go. 
right? Right? When you give your life to the Lord, church. It doesn't wait. It comes at that very moment. It doesn't wait on you. When you come sincere to him, he blesses you right there on the spot. I'm here to let you know that there's strength in his presence, church. You'll find healing in his voice. All you need to do is shout it out. Vision is refreshed, refocused, and renewed in the presence of God through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this. Amen. I love how the story ends. If you read the story at the end of Mark chapter 10, 52, it says, he asks, I want my sight back. And Jesus says to him, go, your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Jesus healed him instantly. Barnabas got up and threw off his beggar clothes and got back on the road and started to follow Jesus again. And that's where you, we belong, church. We belong on the road, not on the sideline. We belong in the game, not outside. We belong with Jesus, doing what he's doing, full of life, full of joy. By his grace, church. We stay on that road. It's grace that keeps us. Because there's things that we do that, man, we mess up, we say the wrong thing, serving the Lord. That is His grace that brings us up. Amen? Let us all stand here.